This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open, Open Relationship. Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends. How many of us have them? Mother and daughters. Is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. <laughs> That's what's up. Hey, my loves, and welcome to another episode of Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. I am Monique. And I am Sydney. And we are going to have this conversation today because I think it's on everyone's mind, not just in America, Daddy, but around the world. Around. Around the, the world. world. I think everybody's watching right now. Like, everybody is watching right now, and y'all are saying, well, what is everybody watching? Everybody is watching the president of the United States of America named Donald J. Trump. The POTUS. The POTUS. The POTUS. I, I, I can't. Rhymes with protest. The POTUS yeah. rhymes with? Protest. I cannot yet wrap my mouth to say my president, you know? Right. And I say the, pre- the president of America, because he is. But I feel so disconnected to say that's my president, you know? And right now, just watching TV, people scared as shit. Scared. Like, people are scared as shit. And one night... When we were, I forgot what city we were in, but I was on stage, and I said we were having a great time, and I said to all my beautiful Mexican brothers and sisters, y'all better watch out because the catches are coming. Well, goddamn, I didn't think that was going to be some real shit. Then why would you say it? Because that, I, was, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was on stage having a good time. like Saying real shit. Yeah, Because you up there like Black Stradamus up here predicting jokes. For the future. <laughs> Listen, so the show today is, how do you think Donald Trump is doing as the president? And we really want to know how you're feeling because there are some people that say, listen, why is people so fucked up? He is doing everything he said he was going to do. Not why are people so fucked up, but why is they? That's what they're asking. Why is they so fucked up? Why? Because he only doing what they said they was going to do. That's why it was three million plus more individuals that seemed to have voted for Hillary and not for him. But that's another story. Call in the 404-832-2963 to the hotline of Monique and Sidney's Open Relationship and tell us what y'all thinking. Well, somebody said he sucks balls. City Bug once said he sucks balls with a knickknack, patty wet, give a dog a bone. Come on. Donald Trump need to go to fuck home. Oh. Wait a minute, what just happened? <laughs> Come on, you let that thing get to you. Oh, my bad. We're talking about it today, y'all. How do you think Donald Trump is doing as the POTUS? 
Like, how do y'all think he is handling it? And they keep saying the first 100 days. This is the first, what? 20-some-odd days? Like, we ain't got the 30, have we? This, what it's not even this? 30 days. It's like 26, 7. And he has literally pulled his dick out. He, listen, okay, and, and you know how sometimes you'll hear locker room talk, you know, when you'll hear the brothers talking there say, oh, man, he tried to pull his dick out. And that means you're trying to show your power, your ego. Donald Trump has repeatedly pulled his dick out, but it keeps shrinking up because they keep saying, listen, now. But really, from a substantive standpoint and looking at Donald Trump, it's one of those things where you would ask yourself what, based upon his campaigning for president, did you expect to get? And what are we getting mm-hmm. now that is different from what he spoke in reference to, really? Because, you know, if you were to rate him on his president from an A, you know, the E, I would have to give my S for scared because that's what folks are yes. walking around with him as the president. Because he's literally handling the presidency like he's handled his businesses, and that is to play by his own rules. And he doesn't realize it would appear that there's some individuals that drew up the Constitution mm. that were around a few years before him. And they kind of put these things in action um, so that, you know, things like him being able to win by electoral votes fell in his favor. But uh, there are rules put in place whereby you can't have conversations or have people from your cabinet having kept conversations with Russia, especially in reference to sanctions, while the sitting president is in office and you essentially telling him, so it would appear, just chill the fuck out. Barack going to be out here in a few days. <laughs> then we going to circle back with you, homie. Why are you playing? Don't trip yes. that. Don't trip that. Now y'all outside of Delaware with with uh, battleships and international waters. I didn't even know Delaware led to international waters until they said something recently. So you like, what's really going on? You know what I think is really going on? And and this is something that I said uh, earlier. I said, you know what, Daddy? When Donald Trump says, let's make America great again, he really means that. Because there was a time that there was no governing over the white man. There was a time when his rule was law, and that was it. And when you hear, I think the guy's name is Stephen Miller. Is that his name? When you hear him say, listen, the president won't be questioned. It is what he say it is. Well, there was a time that it was just like that. So when you hear that man saying, let's make America great again, and like my daddy said, he's saying, let's make America hate again, but really there was a time in this country where there was no one that was over top of the white man. Whatever he said was what it was. So... That's what I think Donald Trump took into the White House, but he's finding out that there are other white men saying, listen, we had to get rid of that goddamn law. We saw it was getting us in trouble when there was no one to govern us, so now we have these different branches that has to govern the one that's in power because we see what can happen. 
So right now with Donald Trump, he's just saying, listen, I'm the powerful one, but he's finding out. No, you're not. Yeah, that, that you know, they're levels above you and you're not going to run this in the way in which um, you run your businesses. Um, however, I do think there's some positives that have come out of Donald Trump being in office. And part of the positives is that they're allowing, he's allowing the world at large to show that they're not far apart in their thinking, that they are willing to stand up for people who are what they would call refugees and individuals who have lived in this country. And you see white men, white women, black people, Asians standing up collectively together, which allows, if we look closely, to see that we as the neighbors that work together on a daily basis that we see our children at football and baseball practice and coming together in the community. Our ideologies are rather similar than that rare air of individuals who believe in the superiority of a group that knows the law, that's making the money, that's in charge of, um, you know, the economy to some degree. And by us coming together and speaking out collectively, it will allow us to potentially take the country back, if you will, or at least make people awake to modify some changes. Because what we're seeing right now is the possibility step after step will end up having Donald Trump looking as if uh, he committed treason. Okay, now we're talking about it. How do you think Donald Trump is doing as the president? And if you think he's doing a great job as the president, we want to hear about it. 404-832-2963. You know, and I've never been a big news person. I've never been a big news person. You know, before I tell what I'm thinking about, we're going to take this call. You on with Monique and Sydney? Hello? When I'm watching all of the news channels, and even when I'm watching Fox, because Fox sometimes seems to be a station, they're not going to find anything wrong with this man is doing. But then sometimes they have to be careful with their words because they don't want to look like they're crazy. Because they knowing, listen, this guy is setting this country up and really the world up for a place that we haven't seen in our time. But we believe that it's coming because he keeps saying, let me let y'all know who's running shit. And the other leaders of those other countries are saying, listen, we're not buying that shit no more. We don't feel like America is, oh, we got to bow down and be scared. We'll talk, but we're no longer willing to bow down. You want Monique and Sydney? Who's this? Okay, baby, listen here. Technology is something. That's probably Trump and them. Saying, bitch, you ain't going to do it now. You ain't going to talk about me bigly like this. Shit. Talk about it. Talk about it. How do you think Donald Trump is doing as the president of the United States of America? And for the ones that did vote for him, if you had to do it all over again, would he still be your pick? At PGH Ray said Trump happened for us to look at the entire system as a whole. That's what he said. I'm just reading. I'm going to tell you something, though, because... Uh, Citibug also said Trump is making America think again. And you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. 
it, Trump is really allowing people to see the racism and that, that ugly head. He's really allowing the world to see because the moment that that's given a platform, well, those people aren't going to back down. And I really think there are more people saying we're not buying into this shit than there are people that are saying we are. But he's given the world to see, listen, this is what America was built on. This is what America was made of. So, And when you keep seeing on the news, these are not American values. This is not what we're made of. It's like, guys, wait a minute. Do we remember how you got this country? Was it given as a gift or did you take it? Do we remember how that happened? So we want to erase some parts of history, but then we want to remember some parts of history. And in my humble opinion, Donald Trump is not doing anything different than the forefathers that came over here to this country and said, our dicks are bigger. There's no one that will govern over us. And this is what we're going to do. So I only think he's doing what he's been taught to do. As C. Poon, the racist bullshit is a bunch of victim and society nonsense. He says, grow up. Now, it's one of those things where I believe there's some people that feel as if they have been victimized. And I think that if you would look at history, I think you would see that there were some victims. And when you hear in reference to the forefathers of the United States being extremely intelligent men, I believe they were extremely intelligent. However, with that being the case, they were also clearly bigoted in their thinking. And to be intelligent enough to extract or take something from another group of people is not necessarily the type of intelligence that I think most evolved people would want to be a part of in bragging. So though there's some things that are in the Constitution, um, I think what we as human beings who have a right to vote and have a right to put things in place, we need to allow some aspects to be amended to fit today's circumstances. You know, the thinking of of those individuals, we fail to cite that when they say America is the home of the free and the land of the brave, they weren't including the individuals that they considered three-fifths of a human being. They were individuals who were white men, and even those white men and were not all included in that. It was a certain group of white men who were looked at as being part of what they were speaking about, but the guise was to make it look like it was all-inclusive. And I think we're getting an opportunity to see right now that a lot of people who voted for Trump will start realizing that the things that he's looking to implement don't pertain to them. They're Mm. not going to benefit from it because they are part of the shrinking middle class. And how do you trust an individual who, again, you hear his aide saying he let go of Flynn because of the eroding trust that was had between them based upon Flynn's discussions with Russia. But then he gets on the next day while speaking to uh, the prime minister of Israel, Netanyahu, I believe I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. Benjamin. <laughs> Benjamin. Or what do he call him? BB. Uh, That's what he called him. When speaking with him, he said that Flynn was unfairly treated. Mm-hmm. So 
how do you say that you let him go because of the eroding relationship, but in the next breath publicly you said he was unfairly treated, not realizing that you're putting yourself in place to be called for treason because now that you know, it appears that you are in agreement with that. And what you would have to ask yourself is, if you're not smart enough as a strategist to look down the road and see that that can come back to bite you, how can you strategize for the United States of America and keep us out of harm's way? But I don't, I don't think that the plan was ever to strategize for the United States of America. I think the plan always was, let me strategize for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that he ever thought that I'm going to stand for the people. Mm-hmm. And now the people are beginning to see that. It's like as they saw it during this campaign because it was always about look at me, look at me, look at me. Like, I don't really give a damn about y'all. And Ellis says, Blue Banner, our mother is a moron. <laughs> Here's the thing. We appreciate those comments. because Who I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> like we, we appreciate when we hear individuals give comments like that that, again, are more critical but not substantive because what you're doing is you're telling that the best that you have is to shoot somebody down with names. It's like, be real, let's talk about the issues at hand because at the end of the day, you know, it's one of those things where everybody wants to reap the benefits of making America great again Mm. and not reaping the horrors that will come from uh, making America hate again. But I, and and I think too, Daddy, that's the cowardly way we've been conditioned to do. Don't stand in and have a conversation. Let's just fight, because to have a conversation is going to make you listen to one another. And I know someone keeps putting um, Donald Trump is a racist, and whoever voted for Donald Trump is a racist. I know some black folks that voted for Donald Trump. And it had nothing to do with him being white, black. It was just about the money. It was about the money. He going to get us this money. He going to be able to get the country this money. So I agree with that person saying everybody that voted for that man is not a racist. Everybody that's white that voted for that man is not a racist. Some people really feel like from what he was saying, listen, he talking tough as shit. You know, people thought that, unfortunately, People couldn't understand, and they were saying, oh, Barack is soft. But Barack had diplomacy. Barack had grace. He knew how to communicate. So there was no need for him to go in and say, let me pull my dick out and show y'all. It was no need for that. And Barack, President Barack Obama had a knowledge of policy. And at uh, um, sea, Pone said that uh, people on both sides are racist, and I'm sure that's true. At the end of the day, what we have to do, if that is of interest to your mindset, is realize that if you don't want to be on a side of judgment that would be established because it would be unfair to you, then there's a possibility that it's unfair to all. So we've got to create these fields of diplomacy, fields of levelness, but also Call people on what it is that you are seeing that's taking place. If you see that a person is lying, Mm. you don't go because this person is a Democrat and say, I'm going to cover for them. You don't cover for them because they're Republican. You you don't cover. It's what it is. You call them up, not really 
It's not designed to call them out because unfair is unfair. So when you are treated unfairly, then you have to say to yourself, what would you want to be done so you were not? But when you are part of the group that is uh, treated favorably while others are being treated unfairly, what we're starting to see in this society is that there are far more people in this diverse world that we live in that are sensitive to other individuals who do not look like them in terms of color, hue, different regions of the world, because they're concerned about them as living beings. And to that, we can give Donald Trump a little bit of credit for because it's exposing the world that is oftentimes being divided by the media. We're talking about it, babies. How is Donald Trump doing as the president of the United States? Give us a call, 404-832-2963. What are we watching? Because it almost feels like we're watching something unfold right before our eyes. Mm -hmm. You know, earlier today, Robin and I were talking, and she said, you know, Clinton got impeached for telling one lie. Trump then told all kinds of lies, and it's as if, it's falling on death's ear, but it's not. It almost feels like, you know how when the uh, government be setting up a drug dealer? Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> and they be like, we've been watching his ass for years. Mm-hmm. So when they go in, there is no, you got the wrong person. They been. It's almost like, they like, listen, we got this shit under control. We just letting him walk himself off the cliff. We're going to let him do it because his ego wants to receive all this credit. And his ego won't allow him to say, yeah, listen, Flynn, he messed up. His ego is saying they treated him bad, but behind closed doors, I don't trust his ass no more. So it's But almost, that's not really what I believe is happening. Oh, no. What, what you believe is happening, baby? It's like it's as if he has no knowledge about what his people are putting out for him mm-hmm. because he's not in, – in football, when you're a running back, the best running backs know how to follow their blockers. And sometimes when you're following your blockers, you must be patient. You can't run at the 4240 speed that you're able to run at. Sometimes you got to slow it down because you need the hole to open up. He's not following his blockers. Uh, Sean Spicer, he can say one thing. The guy, Miller, he can say another thing. People are literally trying to set him up by saying, listen, they're trying to give Pinson out, first of all, by saying that Flynn miscommunicated or lied to, to him. But then when you have it be known that uh, I think it was January 28th when they found out and you have Trump saying what he's saying, he's not hearing them saying, listen, we are trying to create layers between you and that situation. You sitting here saying that he's being treated unfairly. You are breaking those layers down or you are saying we are not informing you. Which one is it? (laughs) Something. And if we're not informing you, then... It's one of those things where then we look bad. No no way can this be positive for you in terms of the optics behind everything. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And our sweet sister, is her name Kellyanne? Mm-hmm. Our sweet sister Kellyanne, sometimes it's almost like y'all give her time to prep. Like, don't just call at 4 o'clock and say you got to be on at 4.30. That's unfair because it looked like she'd be like, shit. Now I ain't get a chance to get myself. As Seapoom says, excuse me, baby, that Trump is being treat un- treated unfairly. 
Feel free to share why you feel he's being treated unfairly. 404-832-2963. Let's talk about it. Because maybe he is being treated unfairly. Any man that gets in the office who doesn't know policies, who has gotten in after saying that, after making fun of people who were physically challenged, who has made comments in reference to uh, a, a, a Mexican judge being difficult to be a fair judge because essentially he's a white man and this other individual is Mexican. Let's take this call. Hello. Hello, Diva. And hello, I'm sorry, not Diva, Queen. Hello, Mr. Sydney. I just uh-huh. wanted to thank God for the opportunity to even speak to you guys today. And I just wanted to weigh in on the conversation. Um, first of all, I just wanted to say um, that the I think the biggest problem that I have with Mr. Trump is the level of arrogance that he displays. Mm-hmm. And um, the the the... The how can how can I say the 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 fact that he feels that he can just say what he wants to say that he can do what he wants to do because he has the the money and the power to be able to do that and I think that he thought going into this presidency that he uh, that money and power be, would be able to uh, dictate a level of intelligence for him. He does not have the level of, of intelligence that it takes to, to um, discuss foreign policy um, or any anything. Most of the things that uh, that he's he's speaking on, he's basically learning off of things that he's heard, not things that he's experienced. He's he's never had to go through a struggle. He's never had to know what it was like to walk amongst. Um, the the impoverished people, so it's very hard to kind of dictate to them how it is that they should or should not live if he's never had to experience that. That's one thing. The other thing is, is how are you going to um, build a wall, so to speak, to keep out illegal immigrants or immigrants or whatever the situation, when half of your product that you produce is made overseas? Mm. It's just, to me, it's like the pot calling the kettle black. You know, he has a level of arrogancy that's, that's, that makes it hard to even want to hear what he has to say. Anytime you can just blatantly disrespect the disabled, blatantly disrespect women, blatantly uh, disrespect uh, people of all walks of life, and um, still stand and become hold the, the, the biggest office in the United States, it's shameful. It's It's like... Now the presidency has become a joke, and we have to deal with this ongoing joke, this 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 life size SNL skit for the next four years, and it's just it's crazy. We What's appreciate your name, baby. My name is Lori. Well, I'm since slow, 2008 on on Periscope, but I'm Lori. I love you, Monique. I love you so much. We love you back, baby, and thanks so much for calling in. Thank you, yes, darling. All right, baby. <laughs> And that's the feeling of the masses. I don't care what color, what gender, that's the feeling of the masses. It's almost like this man got up in office really, I think really when he got up in office due to the electoral votes, that again was a group of white men getting together saying, we don't know if the people 
are intelligent enough to make this decision. So we'll make it for them. Mm -hmm. And now we sit with this person at the head of the table, and you have people that are literally scared to leave their homes. Mm -hmm. So how will this show in history? Like, how will this show in history? Because I think there are so many things that's popping up now with the Internet and with social media that you're finding out in history that doesn't make this country look good at all. And at Sipoon, when you say, we're sorry we didn't get our way, us too. Because (laughs) if we had it in saying it, it would have been Bernie Sanders that would have been in the office. Come on. Um, But that's a different story. And the thing about it is, is, again, if you think that what he's doing is purposely bringing people together through them protesting his acts, then I'm like, he and Jesus must share the same DNA definitively because they both operate in mysterious ways based on (laughs) what individuals say about them. So it's like at the end of the day, you know, who wouldn't want him to go out and do well? Because if he does what he's supposed to do, then we all reap the benefits of it. But we live in a world in which, you know, um, everybody has a story about how we've been, uh, about how they've been mistreated. I mean, when you look at the Jews and you look at the Palestinians and you look at the discord that was taking place because the Brits said that this was their homeland and the Palestinians are like, but you're going to up and root people who were here all along. And we in America support that. But the reality oftentimes or what was portrayed yesterday supported that. But someone could ask, well, if we live by those same rules um, and you think about what transpired that would almost imply that the Native Americans should get their land back from the Europeans that mm-hmm. started this country because they took it from them. And they are the, the ones who were originally here. But how will we fight that argument? How will we really have that discussion? Because you would feel like, well, we've gone through the battles and the wars and we've earned this. No, the country that we live in, and this is why I would love to get a specific time Donald Trump was speaking about making America great again, because I'm just interested in knowing when was that magical time that America was great. And then you must ask yourself, how did it get great in your opinion? Was Mm. it from free labor by any chance? You know, was that maybe how Carnegie built the railroads, you know, through, you know, taking advantage of individuals that you didn't have to pay? And perhaps is that the reason why we're in the the difficulties and stuff that we suffer from to this day, because in the early 1900s, J.P. Morgan had to bail the country out of its difficulties. So slavery didn't allow people to budget their money because they were acting as if they didn't have to pay for it and it would go on forever. Mm-hmm. And then when it stopped, it's like we didn't take advantage of it in the man. We didn't save. Yes. We didn't take advantage of it in the way that We could have, and it was really something that was destructive, not just to people of color, but it was destructive to the society as a whole because they had to learn how to deal with treating and 
paying attention to people fairly, and we're still suffering the effects of that to this day because what is there a difficult time in which we're having? Treating women fairly, treating homosexuals fairly, treating people who are considered minorities fairly, treating people who are of a different religious faith fairly. The business model to this country was not based on fairness. Come on. Because they left Europe believing that they were treated unfairly. The people who came on the Mayflower and the Magna Carta and all of these things, these individuals were not the wealthy of the wealthy coming from Europe. They were looked down upon. And they used the business model to take advantage of the society that we now live in. The Native Americans taught them a democracy because they came from a monarchy. And they created essentially a appearance of a democracy while hiding a monarchy. Because it's not the president that's running. It's the invisible people who you don't know their names. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that are making things happen. So... When we as people start recognizing that we as people are the answer, not a group of people because they are of the Islamic faith, they're the enemies. Yes. A group of people because they're Christian, Jew, Islamic, or of any religion, they're not the problems. It is always specific individuals within any group that can lift up that said group or can bring that group to its demise. You know what I think, too, Daddy, we deal a lot with because I see people saying they're liberals and they're to the left and they're to the right. And now there's this new thing, millennials, and it's all these labels. And they're just people. That's it. And do you have to think one way to be a liberal? Do you have to think one way to be a left winger or a right winger? Everybody's just people. And if we get out of putting each other in these groups— and really start dealing with one another to really say, what's the real, what you really dealing with? Or listen closely to the definitions in what is being said. Someone saying, I'm a conservative. Someone saying, I'm a moderate. Someone saying, I'm a liberal. Look up the definition. And the question I would ask you is this. What if you wanted to do something? What type of ruling would you want over what it is that you wanted to do if what you wanted to do had nothing to do with hurting or hindering anyone else's progress? Would you want the thinking on what you wanted to do to be moderate? Would you want it to be conservative? Or would you mm. want it to be liberal, which is to liberate you, to be free, to do what it is that you want to do, especially when you're not hurting someone else? So when we think about the very words that we're using, you begin to say to yourself, wow, would I want someone to think conservatively on what it was that I felt was the best move for my family and I, if I'm not affecting anyone else, this is just the way I want to do it. And I would love to have the freedom to be liberated to do what I need to do and what a beautiful world it would be if you liberated others so that children aren't feeling bad because, again, they feel like a girl, but the universe made them to aesthetically look like a boy. Yes. To the individual who's well off, you're not looking down on the people who you are considered not so well off. We're trying to find ways to help them. 
not look down on them. But again, we live in a world that was constructed to be competitive, not collaborative in its mutual efforts towards mankind. And this is what separates us. So when we start thinking about how can we work together to make things happen, then as opposed to how can we work things out just to get Trump out of office, because once Trump is out of office, if he's out of office, there's the backup. Mm. Mm. There's the backup. backup. There's the vice president. So what, what happens, though I think based upon Pence's demeanor and Trump's demeanor, he's more presidential. He knows how to handle himself better, and we would be better in better hands with Pence than we would Donald Trump. And that Cpone, tell me if you agree or disagree with that. If you think <laughs> that Donald Trump would be better than Pence, then what we basically saying is, I think it was uh, Milk D. He had a song that says, I don't, I don't, I don't care. Come on. My name is Milk, like the milk you drink. I don't care what you say or what you think. That's all I know. I am good. This don't <laughs> chillin'. What more can I say? Top villain. All right, then. So at the end of the day, it's like, Shit. you know, we believe that humbly if we come together like folks are coming together based upon what this man is saying, just call it what it is. But I humbly believe we're at the beginning stages because I, you saw it. Flynn, they said what Flynn needed to do was to just resign. And they made it almost seem like if he resigned, all this would just go away. Mm. But that was the setup. If we get him to resign... Then we're going to say, why did you resign? Mm -hmm. And then when you admit, okay, I did lie to them, but you said you did not, who all knew that? And now when Donald, brother Donald, gets out there and he says to the world he was mistreated, Donald, did you not, brother, hear <laughs> the commentary that was had? I'm sorry, President Donald Trump. Did you not hear the commentary that was had? about Brother Flynn, which is he said he lied. So they felt like, and they your representatives also said that you were problemed or you were concerned about the problems of him uh, 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 and the eroding trust that he created by not telling the truth. But then you say he was treated unfairly. I got two words for you. Give it to him. Uh-oh. <laughs> Yeah, because they are waiting for you with that one right there. And I think humbly, at best, impeachment may take place at best. At worst, humbly, it may be treason that is marked against that man based upon what's taking place. And because and because he doesn't care, because he doesn't care. It's one of those things where I liken it to a few good men with Jack Nicholson and uh, uh, Tom Cruise. And at the end, Jack Nicholson said, you got damn right I ordered the blanket. I ordered him killed. I did it. He didn't realize what he had said. He didn't realize that they can right lock you up for ordering this 
he thought because he was a general that the world was a lot safer with him at the post at Guantanamo Bay than the regular guy. And guess what happened? His ass went to jail. See because he thought he was the man. That's right. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> so because of that, Ow. it's one of those things where let's see what happens with Donald. But the one thing I can appreciate about this good folk is he's not afraid to speak his mind. And we want to say hey to the Bahamas. The Bahamas is listening. We want to say hey to Australia. Australia's listening. Tell everybody in the Bahamas and everybody in Australia, real conversation, real love, nothing but honesty. Monique and Sydney's open relationship. You want to give us a call and let us know how you feel about the President of the United States of America, 404-832-2963, baby. We're talking about it. How is Donald Trump doing as the President of the United States of America when you have children saying... He's bad. I saw a video, Daddy, on Facebook, my little TV, and there was this cat, and someone had a cell phone, right? <laughs> and they showed the cat, like a picture of Barack Obama, and the cat just laid there. Then they flipped it and showed like a picture of Hillary Clinton, and the cat just laid there. When they flipped to Donald Trump, that goddamn cat went hissing. off. Start hissing. And then jumped off of the sofa like, no. I'm like, what did that cat see? Right. That cat, they say animals can see shit we can't. Right. Okay. That's All right. They can, they can. Yeah, because That's what, what would say. make that cat do that? It's like the, the, the big bird. They show a picture of the bird. He went right on Barack's shoulder and landed there just as sweet. Baby, when he got to Donald Trump ass, that bird was like, something wrong. Something wrong. Get me up off of him. Something wrong. And the reality is... There's never been a campaign, another group, or anybody that had a perfect and ran a perfect office. I think what's so different about Donald Trump is it's so blatantly obvious that this man does not know what he's doing. Looking at him standing next to Netanyahu uh, yesterday, the British prime minister, it looked like he was playing checkers and Netanyahu was playing chess. Come on, did y'all see it? You're on with Monique and Sydney. Who's this? <laughs> I feel like I'm going to get on your nerves in a minute. This is Dwayne from Flint. <laughs> hey, Dwayne from Flint. What's up? What's going on, y'all? You. I really, don't, <laughs> I really don't have much to say today. I just saw something that uh, I didn't have too much to say about this topic, but I saw a comment that kind of brought some questions up in my mind because somebody said, uh, um, well, Trump hasn't done anything to hurt us yet. So far, he's done nothing to hurt us. And um, so that just brought some questions up to me. Like, I think that's maybe where the main problem comes from, because, you know, white folks, even some black and, and, you know, some of other races are looking at it as though because he's not hurting me, he's just protecting the integrity of what America was built on. Um, that's why I'm not offended by what he does, or what he says or what decisions he's making, because, you know, just because he's keeping the Muslims out of the country, that ain't got shit to do with me. So why do I care? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's mm -hmm. protecting me because I ain't got to worry about, you know, me or my family getting caught up in none of that terroristic shit because he's making these decisions. Mm -hmm. So I feel as though that's maybe where, and I don't know if y'all already discussed this because I just tuned in about, what, 10 minutes ago, but maybe that's where a big 
huge problem comes from because Lord knows what this man is in there doing and what his mindset is is not healthy for the betterment of people as a whole. Maybe for America and what America was built on, because what he always say, I want to make it great again. So what the hell is he referring to when he says that? He's referring to what? <laughs> Where we was in what? 1902? You know? Right. <laughs> so right. I just had to say that pretty much, and I'm curious to know. Well, we you know, thank you, Dwayne. Thank you for the comment. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Go ahead, my baby. I was just going to say that... Um, Someone earlier in here spoke in reference to the mindset of there are those people, and it just to, to, to stake the claim in the sand here because we've seen enough. It's not indicative of your color. It's specific to your heart and to your head, but there's a lot of people that think that because it does not affect them, it is nothing to protest or be concerned about. Um, however, the individuals in Germany who sat by and watched Adolf Hitler do what he did, they prayed, they paid a supreme price for it after the war because there was no one to help them rebuild mm-hmm. what had been destroyed. And they were looked at as individuals who were considered evil because they allowed this man to do what it was that he did. And we can look at it in a large scale like that or even down to a microcosm of Lee Daniels saying Monique won't play the game. Because what happens is when you have many individuals who are onlookers and they say, well, this is the popular thing to do. And if we don't do it, we will be criticized and ostracized. It wasn't that many of the German people agreed. It was, I'm sure, they were just too fearful. But for those that did, the reason why you want to get involved when it doesn't have anything to do with you, because indirectly it does have something Mm -hmm. to do with you, because those very things, as we say, the very things that you support when they're wrong will be the very things that you succumb to when things get right, because you stood on the side of wrong. And that's only the one thing about human beings that we've seen with the the magnitude of all our mess ups. There's a level of consciousness that we all seem to be working toward to some degree. It's the reason why someone said, let's make the the Emancipation Proclamation. Why? Because slavery just doesn't seem like it's right. Now, there are many attitudes as to why that happened, but it was still a, a white man. Who said this is not right? And there were other white men who decided who gave their life during the abolitionist movement. I believe it was John Brown gave his life through the abolitionist movement. We oftentimes don't discuss John Brown in the African-American community. Why? Because we want to make it whites against blacks, because what society has shown us is that it's been a few individuals in that 1% making these laws that many of the Caucasians who it seemed it would help weren't even cognizant of the benefits of these laws. They weren't aware of it because they can't reap the benefits of it. And it appears as if we're at one another's throats, but it's not. It is to some degree more exciting, more provocative Mm. to show the world at odds 
versus the world getting along. And when people's voices start getting heard to say, I really would like to see some things on TV that were positive. Yes. Not about religion, because even with religion, some of the most beautiful things that I have seen are Christians with their signs up saying, welcome the Muslims. You see Jews doing the same thing. This was not something that was a consideration. And what this says is we can be of different religions, but we still are brothers and sisters in this day-to-day that we're dealing with. So when you start embracing one another and look beyond the, the, the crap that's designed to keep us at one another's throats, then you personally, I believe, will be able to enjoy a better life. And you as that individual can start helping other individuals enjoy that the best out of life. So if y'all believe that, tell a friend. And then. Tell another friend. And then. Tune in to Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship if y'all want to call in 404-832-2963. You know what, Daddy, too? Tell me, Mama. Because I've always been told this. Hurt people hurt people, right? Oh, I like it. And when you see, I can't say all of them because that's unfair of me, but when you see some of Donald Trump's supporters, they're so angry. And again, with this social media right now, you're getting to see it in a way where you're like, but why are you so angry? If, if, if I'm so beneath you because of the color of my skin, why are you so angry? And you're beginning to see when you watch this president, you're seeing a hurt egotistical little boy who was never checked, who was never checked. And now that hurt, egotistical little boy is 70 years old and they call him the president. And that's what we're faced with right now. It's like to be willing to have the real dialogue because even some of the people that are in the room, even the way y'all come off, it's like I'm ready for a fight. I want to fight. I want to fight. Well, what about this? And, and if you notice, we're never giving you that fight. And someone would ask, but why are you angry? And that's why we sit in the position we sit in, because oftentimes people aren't willing to talk. And when you see a man named Donald Trump who says, fuck it, I will bully you. If you don't do it the way I say do it, I'll put sanctions on your ass. If you don't do it the way I say do it, I'll now stop serving you. Like, I'm going to bully you. And now we have all these bullying campaigns out. And I'm like, well, is that really is that really real? Because our children are seeing bullying. Just turn the TV on. From the president on down, you're seeing nothing but bullying happening all day, every day. And no one's willing to have the conversations. And that's why we're here right now. And at Sam Sipoon, where you say Monique is a racist, oh. this, is, this is what oh. we would say to you. That's why we love you, and that's why we love this platform, because it's designed for people to express their opinions. And there are a lot of people who will get pissed off and say, you know, how can you say that? And they said, it's your right to say what it is that you say. However, again, the definition of racism is not an individual who loves all people and is going to judge them based upon who the spirit of who they are is as opposed to the color and I think maybe if you understood the definition where the racist is, you may be able to apply that label 
on individuals a, a bit more accurately. But we appreciate your comments because folks like you, you keep us honest. And Tony got the munchies. 404-832-2963, my brother. We're talking about it, babies. How do you feel about the president of the United States of America? And at Poon, when you say blacks can't be racist, right? LOL. This is our point. We all can be racist and we all can be people who are loving. The question is, which one are you? Mm. Because what we're trying to say right here is it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what origin you're from. Hell, my forefathers, my forefathers in this country, their debut started off as slaves, as far as I know. Okay, So there's a level of being on the underdog side that I'm compelled to have because for us to be here sitting in front of you today has taken a lot of blood, sweat, and tears from not only people that look like me, but people that are white, people that are Asian, people that are Latin. We do not know the collective fights that individuals have had because at the end of the day, (laughs) it's one of those things as at seven days says, some black people hate their own race uh, worse than others. And here's the thing. It's not applicable to one race. So at the end of the day, we can get, uh, yeah, it's like we, we can't be victims because we look at this situation, see, Poon, because he just stated, sorry, you aren't victims. It's one of those things where the fact that we merely get a chance to see the light of day every day when it was not promised to us, it is, if it is to be, it's up to me. So we look at it as we can't be victims, but what they say, you can be victorious. Come on. Okay, then. And Seepong, uh, is that the baby name? Seepong. 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 But that's what I'm speaking about when I said that you guys look for a fight. And if you go back and you replay this show, do yourself a favor and read all of your comments. Just read them and ask yourself, are these the comments of a person that truly want to understand other people? Or are these comments from a person that's very comfortable in a fight? And I understand it. There are some people, baby, that if there ain't no confusion, if there ain't no fighting going on, they don't feel good. I understand that. And then there are those people that say, you know what, I'm taught of swallowing that poison. Now let's just have a conversation. And I might not even agree with you. But we don't walk away with, I don't like you and I don't like you. I do like you. I just don't agree with some things that you're saying. So. And as Supon, he just asked, um, so are you saying all the liberal rioters, they were just looking for a hug? And the question that we would say to you is this. For us to begin to try to defend liberal rioters versus uh rioters who are conservative or rioters rioters who are on the far right. A rioter is a rioter if it is a riot that they are ensuing. What we are saying to you is this. There's a proper way to protest. If you're not protesting properly, that is a concern. But it's the equivalent of what we tell our children. The reason why we can't play any favorites 
because y'all all our favorites. Mm. The reason why we don't play favorites as it pertains to this over that over this because there is no one rule that is applicable to every situation. Every black person is not a Democrat and every white person is not a Republican. So when you start talking to individuals specifically, I saw the other day on the show, I love it, this is one of my favorite shows, Swamp People, okay? Yes. I, I love them. And it was a gentleman who, at first glance, you would clearly say, it's no doubt about it, this is a white man. Yes. And he said, no, I am Creole. I consider myself to be a black man. Now, just that alone could make people critical of him and who they think he is or may be open to him because they don't know who he represents. But what mattered most of all was he was dealing with another gentleman who happened to be Caucasian and his family, but they were friends. Yes. And he had four days to go tagging alligators before his official season opened. So what they did, he and his father, he and his son and his grandson all went out to help this family who needed some assistance. They worked together and they said, listen, everything we catch, that's yours, man. And they were like, because where we from, here down on the bayou. Come on. That's what you do. You just supposed to help out your neighbor. If you look at these folks, mm. you might not see them. What what's the name of that space that uh Trump got the fancy club? DeMarco Carlo. I ain't even going fuck with you. DeMarco Bello. Okay. No. DeMarco Lago. It almost sounds like Mar-a-Lago, but wherever, Lago. He, wherever it is, <laughs> you're not going to see no none of these folks. From swamp people at the Mar-a-Lago, at a Mercia-Lago, at any Lago. You're not going to see them. But when I tell you they're some of the wealthiest people you ever going to yes. meet in your life, because ethically, morally, their values, no matter what their religious affiliation, the heart of who they are, talking about, let me help my neighbor out, yes. and you keep all of that. We're going to invest four days of our lives that we could be using the lollygag, but we're going to help you out. Those are the folks that we overlook on a daily basis because we're looking for the next star and this, that, and the other. Those are the people that probably the universe says, we will allow y'all to exist another day because it is some good folks out here. And they the swamp people. And I (laughs) said to my daddy, I said, look at that simple living. Just look at that simple living. You got some brothers out there on them boats getting them alligators. And the, and the man that said that he was black, mm-hmm. but he looks white, oh, he calls his sons daddy. And the other one, Pop. And he calls his grandchildren Papa. He said, because I was so excited for somebody to call me daddy that I want to have my children have that same excitement. And when you watch these people, oh, they just, they just, so if anybody knows the swamp people, tell them we love them. And Monique <laughs> and Sydney open relationship shit. <laughs> but that's our time, baby. You that's our time, time, daddy? Yeah. Well, listen, May 13th in Harlem, New York, at the Apollo, we're doing the second annual Mother's Day show, baby. And when I tell y'all, we're so excited about I always like the Mother's Day shows. Because mm. all the mothers come out and all the motherfuckers. Everybody. everybody yeah. All of them, baby. Yeah. Because without the motherfuckers, it wouldn't be no mothers. 
I just want y'all to know about it. Mm-hmm. We're talking to it. We want to thank each and every one of y'all. Thank you. For listening to thank us you. today, baby. And like we said, tell a friend and tell another friend because these conversations are real, honest, and wide open. And my daddy always says this, the mind is like a parachute. It is no good unless it's open. We love y'all. Love for you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.